0: The Titans have proven they're the ultimate underdog, but how will they fare as the favorites? This is the Titans 10. We're talking that and much more. Let's go. Welcome in to the Titans 10. For Friday, November the 12th, I'm your host, Easton Freeze, broadcaster and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the show. As always, we've got our Friday topics lined up for you, the weekly preview for week 10, and then some midweek media. And a quick hit before we get out of here into the weekend, before we jump into the preview, of course, a reminder, subscription to the Titans 10 feed. If you are listening to this show on the Football and Other F-Words feed, and this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show. Go ahead and keep listening. But if it's your second or third or fourth time listening to the show on the Football and Other F-Words podcast feed, you know I've told you before, cut that out. Go to the Titans 10 podcast feed. There's a link In the description of the podcast episode, you can follow to go and get this podcast on its own feed wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so please go do that. All right, we got that out of the way. Let's jump into the week 10 weekly preview. The Titans are at home this week taking on the New Orleans Saints. I want to talk a little big picture about this game. The Titans are 6-0 this year as underdogs. We've talked about that. I think on Tuesday we discussed that at length. They are 1-2 as the favorites this year. Their only win as a favorite in a game is against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they've lost to the Cardinals at home and the Jets on the road. All three of those games, they were the favorite, at least according to Vegas. The Titans have proven they're the ultimate underdog. Clearly, they are capable of winning against any team any given Sunday. That seems to be the running theme with this team. But there's also the other side of this double-edged sword is that the Titans are a team that seem to be able to lose to any team in the league, no matter how good they seem to be. Uh, against the best teams they play up and they play down to their opponents so this is a great measuring stick game and it feels almost like groundhogs day because we get to these games and and it feels like this oh this is the week that the titans will prove that they have graduated as a team to being a great team because great teams not only beat other great teams they also don't play down to their opponent they handle bad opponents And the Titans have to prove that they're capable of doing that on a regular basis. Every great team, even true great teams, play down on occasion. You know, the Bills losing to the Jaguars last week or the Cowboys losing to the Broncos last week. But they don't do it with regularity. And the Titans seem to do it with more regularity than a lot of teams that have had as much or more success than them in the past couple of years. Now, all of that isn't to say that the Saints are a bad opponent, necessarily. They're really the Jekyll and Hyde team of the league this year. In terms of handicapping them this season, it's been kind of a nightmare. They have flip-flopped, it feels like every other game. They have looked incredible and beaten great teams like the Packers and the Buccaneers, and then they go and they lose to the New York Giants at home. Um, They have been very up and and It's especially difficult to handicap them without Jameis Winston in the lineup anymore, right? I mean, Trevor Simeon, clearly they think he's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill, which is a bit telling and more uh, of a different conversation. That's a left turn I guess we won't take on this show, but that's an interesting conversation. Anyways, Trevor Simeon, he played really great in the majority of the game against the Buccaneers and got the win. And then he lost on the road against the Falcons. last Oh, excuse me. He lost at home against the Falcons last week. Uh, the Falcons, a team that is nothing really that I think you want to write home about in terms of a terrifying team on either side of the ball. So, you know, head coach Sean Payton did confirm today, as we suspected, that Trevor Simeon would be their starting quarterback this weekend. The Saints, what keeps them alive at, their, at five and three, they have really been riding their defense. Their defense is an elite unit, top five unit in the league, particularly their run defense, which is going to make this a challenging game for a Titans team that loves to run the ball even without Derrick Henry, or especially without Derrick Henry, depending on how you look at it. Their offense, the Saints' offense, has struggled pretty significantly, um, and it's made no more uh, easy by the fact that they no longer have Jameis Winston, and their star running back, Alvin Kamara, is at the very best, questionable going into that game. We'll talk about that a little bit more later in the episode. But this game probably really does just come down to the injury situation. Alvin Kamara, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, even Ryan Tannehill. That was something that came up earlier today, kind of out of nowhere. We'll discuss that a bit more in a second. We'll leave that as a little teaser for now. But depending on, on who plays in this game, it really is going to dictate what this game looks like. Now, uh, we were talking about handicapping a minute ago. This game has been hovering around Titans as a two and a half or three point favorite all week. I know that there are a lot for those of you interested in the the betting world. There are a lot of people in a in a large national syndicate that does a lot of uh, professional uh, betting moves during the week. That is kind of a headache to Vegas that has been backing the Saints. All year, and that is what that is what has caused the the Titans to go from a full field goal favorite down to a two and a half point favorite in this game. They're essentially saying, Vegas is that they see these two teams as even on a neutral field. Now, home field advantage isn't a full three points anymore, but that's kind of getting into the weeds of gambling. Just just so you know, the 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 going knowledge has always been that three points is the home field advantage according to Vegas, but these days it's according to experts, much smarter than me on these things. It's actually more like 2.1 points, depending on where you're playing. Some, not all home field advantages are created equal, right? Um, But roughly two and a half points. They think that these two teams are equal on a playing field. Now I'm not sure on an even field, rather. I'm not sure whether you would necessarily agree with that, especially if you're a Titans fan, I'm guessing you probably wouldn't agree with that, but Like we said, their defense, an elite run-stopping defense, and this Titans team is going to have to get it done through the air against this team. It's probably going to be one of the lower-scoring Titans games we see all season. So the question really is, can Ryan Tannehill, can A.J. Brown, can the Titans' stable of receivers get it done through the air against a really good Saints defense? That's going to be the key to this game. Now, rounding out the, the preview of this game, as always, On our Friday episode, we're rounding out the preview with the Britches Report brought to us by Jim Wyatt over at TennesseeTitans.com. The Titans will be sporting their Navy jerseys with light blue britches this weekend at home at Nissan Stadium. All right, moving right along to our midweek media segment. First, Adrian Peterson spoke to the media today on Friday. This was his first full week of practice with the Titans. He said that he's continued to try to get back into things as quickly as he can. After starting with the team last week, he hadn't played any meaningful snaps for any team in over 10 months. So that's a lot of rust to shake off. Here's a bit of what he had to say on the adjustments that he's looking to make. Yeah, just treating every practice like it's a game, you know, um, coming out, you know, that's pretty much going 100 miles per hour, and, um, you know, but within the system and and with what they're asking me to do as well, um, you know, finishing run 20, 30, 40 yards down the field um, to kind of get the cardio get the legs, used to rolling. It was mentioned by everybody, including the broadcast on Sunday Night Football last week. AP was just running too high, which wasn't entirely shocking. Overall, he didn't run poorly in that game, at least in my opinion. He just looked really rusty, and that, that high running stature seems to be a result of that. He think uh, he seems to agree. Uh, he mentioned that his 10-year-old son had asked him when he called him after the game why he was running so high on the phone, which was funny. He's going to have a tough task against a former team of his in New Orleans this week, like we said. This running defense is really, really stout, so it's going to be tough for all three of the Titans' backs to get much done on the ground. A.J. Brown also spoke to the media on Friday. He's likely going to be a key to the game for the Titans this week if they want to succeed, of course, like I said, through the air is the way they're going to have to get it done, primarily, in my opinion, against this Saints defense. He had another one of his drops games on Sunday Night Football. This is something that if you've been watching the Titans since A.J. Brown has started with the team, he has a couple. He has a proclivity to have a couple of these games a year or stretches of games a year where he just deals with Kind of inexplicable drops that are mental errors. It seems to be just kind of a case of the yips for him that he deals with every so often. He's he's prone to do it, um, and he had that issue on Sunday Night Football. Here's what he had to say today to the media about that performance. I'm assuming very hard on yourself. Um, I had two drops last weekend, you know. Uh, no excuse uh, it should have been caught. Um I ain't gonna tell you the excuse cause it doesn't matter. Uh but uh just doing what I do every day, you know? every day I'm catching balls and doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. Uh, unfortunately like I said, right in the year, like I'm gonna have more drops, that's just a part of you know, uh, but I'm gonna try I'm definitely not trying to drop the ball, you know. So uh I still catch the ball the same way the way I dropped it, you know. I'm, this this It just comes with it, you know, so uh, I'm not too too worried about it. You know, I I believe in my hands, so no problem. With A.J. being a likely key to the game for the Titans, he's going to have another tough opponent he's going up against this week in Marshawn Lattimore, the star cornerback for the Saints defense. So he's going from Jalen Ramsey with the Rams to Marshawn Lattimore with the Saints. Those are two tough back-to-back opponents, and it's probably going to be uh, pro- primarily Marshawn Lattimore covering him this week because of Julio Jones' injury situation, which we'll get to here in one moment. Mike Vrabel, head coach of the team, also spoke to the media on Friday. Now, Ryan Tannehill on Friday was not spotted during the open portion of practice, gave everybody online, the Titans fan base, a bit of a scare for about 20 minutes before Mike Vrabel came to the podium to speak to the media he had this to say about Ryan Tannehill's absence from practice on Friday. Uh, I think it'll be an illness reported on the uh, on the injury report. Not uh, COVID illness. Illness. What's uh, what's your concern level for obviously a hugely significant player for the for the game? Do you? No designation. So it turns out Ryan Tannehill missed Friday's practice, like Coach Frapple said, due to an illness that uh, apparently is not a COVID illness because he did not it a COVID illness, as well as the fact that Ryan Tannehill dealt with being out for COVID earlier in the preseason this year. So it would be surprising to hear that he has it again so soon. This isn't something that I think is necessarily going to be a problem on Sunday. It sounds like it's going to be he's expected to play. Um, You know, Coach Vrabel, he's a bit short in situations like that. He gets very guarded on these things about the players and about the team when it comes to details about who's playing, who's not, who's hurt, who's not, um, timelines and all of that. But with no designation on the injury report, it sounds like Ryan Tannehill should have no problem playing on Sunday. Now, he also, Coach Rabel, was asked about the team's best cornerback, Christian Fulton, making a return. Christian Fulton was designated to return from the IR earlier in the week. Coach Rabel said that he uh, had a good week of practice, but they'll be making the decision on him later this weekend as to whether or not he'll be active for this game on Sunday. Now, this is just purely an educated guess from me, but... I would say they probably hold him out for one more week. We've not seen we've not seen a Titans player come off of the IR, uh, be designated to return from the IR, and play in that same week. So they'll probably wait as is their want to be more uh, cautious with these players returning from injury, especially a player as important to the team as Christian Fulton. He probably won't go on Sunday, but perhaps he will. And if he does, I wouldn't expect him to be On uh, the field, all that often, he'll likely be on a snap count. And last but not least, let's go through the injury report before we move on to the quick hit segment. For the New Orleans Saints side of things, uh, about half the list the Titans have. The biggest note, and I'm recording this portion of the show after I recorded previous portions of the show. So earlier in the show, I believe I said that Alvin Kamara was questionable. But he is now officially out for Sunday's game. He didn't practice all week long with a knee injury. It was looking all week like that might be the case. So he won't be playing. That's going to be a big, big big-time hit to the Saints' offense and their offensive production. They also have a couple of other players that are out. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, safety, did not practice all week with a foot. He's not playing as well as tackle Teron Armstead with a knee and a shoulder injury. Didn't practice all week and is out. Wide receiver Ty Montgomery with a hamstring was limited all week and is questionable. Defensive end Carl Granderson with a shoulder, limited all week and is questionable. And tackle Ryan Ramschek was on the injury list for uh, rest reasons, non-injury related. He was full on Thursday and has no designation. Oh, and excuse me, I missed. uh, Defensive end Peyton Turner with a shoulder injury was designated to go to the IR earlier this week, so he's certainly not going to be playing anytime soon. Now, rushed through those. Big thing to take away from that, obviously, Alvin Kamara. That's big-time news for the Titans game, likely to move the line. I'd I'd bet that Titans, I haven't looked, but I bet they now go to a three-point favorite, if not more, with Kamara out. On the Titans side of things, a long laundry list, so pay attention. I'm going to run through them real quick. Three players officially out. Safety, Dane Cruikshank with a knee. No practice all week. Uh, David Long, linebacker with a hamstring, did not practice all week. That's a big hit. He's been playing really great football for the Titans. And then cornerback Greg Mabin with an ankle once again is out. He did not practice all week long. Three players are listed as Questionable. Those are linebacker Rashawn Evans with an ankle who was limited on Wednesday and then did not practice the rest of the week, so he was downgraded. I would guess he does not see the field, but we'll have to see. Defensive lineman Tier Tart with a groin injury was limited on Wednesday and then also downgraded to do not, did not practice or DNP. Uh, he's questionable. And wide receiver Julio Jones, who was not on the injury list until Thursday. who was li- He was limited on Thursday. If you go to my Twitter... Yesterday, Thursday, I tweeted out the video from, I believe it was uh, Teron Davenport, excuse me if I've got that credit wrong, but I believe he was the one that tweeted out the video of the rep where it appears that Julio pulled up with a hamstring, uh, the hamstring that he had come back from, but now seems to be dealing with once again, he was limited on Thursday, after that rep, he did not practice the rest of the day, and then he did not practice today on Friday, and is questionable, so... I would not bank on him being available in this game, frankly. Um, it's been a bit of a mess with him this year, and they've been really cautious. I doubt he sees the field. Now, a long list of people on this list that did not get a designation. We'll run through him just in order. Uh, fullback Torrey Carter with a hip injury. Did not practice until Friday where he was limited. Outside linebacker Bud Dupree. This is a big one, obviously, with his knee that he's still nursing back to health. Got what appears to be a rest day on Wednesday and then was limited the rest of the week. Cornerback Chris Jackson. This is also a big one with a foot injury. No practice on Wednesday and then limited the rest of the week as well. Outside linebacker Harold Landry. This is a huge one, of course. He's been incredible for the Titans defense. Hamstring injury. Did not practice until today on Friday where he was limited. Uh, Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Did not practice with his ankle injury until today where he was limited. Wide receiver A.J. Brown was limited on Wednesday and then a full participant on Thursday with his knee injury. He didn't practice today on Friday, but he spoke to the media. So that is typically a good sign that a player will play. He spoke like he anticipates playing. Of course, we heard from him earlier. Uh, Linebacker Nick Zubnar with a knee injury was limited on Wednesday and then a full participant on Thursday and Friday. So it sounds like he'll be good to go. Tackle Kendall Lamb, this is a big one because the Titans certainly don't want to see old Bobby Hart rolling out there to play tackle anymore. Bless his heart, he tried his best, but Bobby Hart is not a starting tackle in this league. Kendall Lamb is not Taylor Lewan, but he's at least an upgrade. He, with an ankle injury, no, excuse me, a back injury, was limited on Wednesday and then full the rest of the week so he sounds good to go speaking of Taylor Lewan, his knee injury he was limited on Wednesday and Thursday but then full today on Friday so it sounds like and this was the case last week until the game day was a game day uh, decision not to play him sounds like he'll be good to go but of course we'll have to see how he gets going in warm-ups like he did last week uh, guard Nate Davis came out of concussion protocol and was full all week. Sounds like he'll be back good to go. So Aaron Brewer doesn't have to fill in for him any longer. And then, like we said earlier, quarterback Ryan Tannehill practiced all week, was added to the injury report today with an illness, didn't practice today. But it sounds like he will be good to go on Sunday. OK, I know that was a ton of information I just threw at you. Maybe maybe rewind, listen to it again, because I ran through it real quick. But when the Titans have these laundry lists and we're trying to get through this show as quick as possible, that's what we have to do. So those are the Titans injuries going into week 10. Let's get on to the quick hit segment. Now in quick hits, I've just got one thing I want to share with you before we get out of here and into the weekend. The New York Times has a really great playoff simulator tool that I recommend you go check out. It's cool to See different scenarios, see likelihoods of different teams making the playoffs or winning their division or getting the one seed. A lot of different things you can play play around with on that tool that they have on their site. But the Ravens lost to the Dolphins last night on Thursday Night Football in case you weren't watching that game and doing something else a little bit better with your life. It wasn't exactly the most riveting football we've seen all year long. Uh, the Dolphins got the win, though, and so the Ravens, who were on the heels of the Titans remain at just six wins so the titans are guaranteed at least until next week to remain the afc one seed and they're now given the opportunity to get a two-win lead on the rest of the afc conference uh with eight wins this weekend if they were to pull it out at home against the saints but regardless win or loss they will remain the one seed in the afc According to that New York Times playoff simulator, a Titans win on Sunday will put them at a 66% chance to have the one seed in the AFC and get that vaunted bye in the first week of the playoffs. All right. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Titans 10. Before you go, got to plug Home Run Throwback, the podcast, not a new podcast, but I'm new to the podcast. It's a show that we have brought back Jimmy Morris and I, who is the uh, director of content here at BroadwaySportsMedia.com, as well as the editor in chief over at the Music City Miracles blog. I'm sure you've heard or seen his work over there before. We have brought back the Home Run Throwback podcast to the Broadway Sports Media and 440 uh, Podcast Network. Every Sunday night, we are recording our long-form discussion, 45 minutes to an hour. We're talking about the game, getting instant reaction and analysis to everything that goes on on the Sunday, of course, with a focus on the Titans game. And how the game uh, played out for them. It's a really great time. I think you'll enjoy it. Go check it out. Subscribe to the Home Run Throwback podcast feed. Just search Home Run Throwback wherever you get your podcasts. Every Monday morning, that's there for you uh, to get some instant content from the games on Sunday. Also, got to make sure to tune in, of course, to the Titans as they take on the Saints on Sunday at noon on CBS. And as always, don't miss the next episode of the Titans 10 next Tuesday where we will be breaking down, as always, the game and all the news that comes out of the weekend action. Have a great couple of days. Enjoy another NFL Sunday, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives. Because of course, they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com. So thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at The Titans 10 BSM. That's at The Titans 10 BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10.